Hello, everybody, and welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. Today, I, Dave, and Scott, Scott, is going, that's the right, uh, <laughs> we are going to do The Wiz, starring Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. I thought you um, said we were going to take a whiz. Oh, Dang we're going to take I, a whiz, and then we're going to talk about The Wiz, but The Wiz the show. No, seriously. Um, I want to say thank you real, real fast. I want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us here. Uh, I know your time is valuable, and I'm very appreciative that you're spending it with us. Yes, thank you very much. Hit Boy, like, hit subscribe, hit share. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but please, by all means, hit the like, hit the subscribe, like Scott said. If you're listening to this on a podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review. Please. Leave a message, leave, leave some feedback it helps us be found in all the universe yes it just helps out absolutely and um you you said you had never seen the whiz before right yeah i wish i could say that today i wish i could say <laughs> david i have never seen the whiz but unfortunately i have um i have my, seen the my whiz. idea you know what it's okay um i love i, I do love a good musical right um and as I texted you last night, this just moves Xanadu way up in my charts. <laughs> and if you go back, you'll find out just how Scott feels about Xanadu. Yeah, we all Outside know how Scott feels about Xanadu. <laughs> I love the Gene Kelly, Olivia Newton-John scenes in Xanadu. Yes. I think it is yeah. worth watching the entire movie for. Let me say something about Xanadu. As stupid as Xanadu is, it's entertaining and keeps me yes. there. Yeah. This, yeah. this movie had some very long songs, very drawn out, very slow paced, mm -hmm. not a lot to look at. I'm really, really struggled to find out where they spent $24 million because yeah. they sure as fuck didn't spend it on the set. Uh, probably a lot of it was Diana Ross. And that was a waste. I, um, I love Diana Ross and I, I'm, no. No, I'm not even going to disparage her, her abilities. I just mm -hmm. think she was miscast. And, you know, that's... The, here's here's one of the biggest things that I had with this movie, and forgive me for jumping all over the place, but oh, uh, seeing seeing Dorothy as an adult is really hard, mm -hmm. and then she comes across like a special needs adult at that. Uh, it's, so it's like, uh, really, uh, wow, this hurts. Like, like she needed medication, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you know, as you say that, I watched some specials last night. I was watching like a little behind the scenes, yes. a little unknown. Um, a huge critique of this movie is pretty much what you just said. There's no happiness. There's no joy in her heart. Like in the original series or in the original movie, uh, and even in the books, Dorothy's happy. Yeah. She, she's and in the play, evidently, um, oh, fudge. I forgot the woman's name who, who portrayed her on, on Broadway. But she was supposed to be the first choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be in broad in the play, I will pull up that name momentarily. I just want to double check it. But Diana Ross was trying to get the part. The producer, um, the guy who owned the record album or record company at the time, uh, Motown, said, "No, you're too old." Mm -hmm. And I think they were either ex-wife and ex-husband at that point, or maybe they were. Just on the, maybe this is what threw him over the edge. I don't know. Uh, it's him actually telling her no finally on something. She went behind his fucking back, went to other producers, and I think it was Universal did the, mm -hmm. did the movie. 
and said, I can get you Michael Jackson if I get this wrong. And he, Michael Jackson was just getting ready to skyrocket, you know, on his own. Um, and basically she stabbed him in the back to get the part. The director, the first director quit because she got the part. Oh, interesting. I also forgot his name, but Lumet stepped in and he, he's the guy who finally directed it. Let, let, let me jump on that real quick, yeah. just because it, uh, Sydney Lumet, um, I love Dog mm -hmm. Day Afternoon, Serpico. I find those to be great, gritty cop dramas, uh -huh. great dramas all around. Sidley Numet is does does great drama. Um, I don't think he should have had his hands anywhere near a musical. That's that's my opinion. Right. Right. That yeah, that was uh he did he did good stuff in this movie or the, yes. the sets. I like the sets, I like the it was almost like a nightmare. It was almost like another worldly nightmare, like a bad dream that a kid would have. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, it does. Um, but for me, watching it this time around, had she not been the star, I think it would have been, it would have felt better. It would have felt more natural. The fact that she was 33 or 34 years old. At I think the time, 34. Yeah. And then they said, oh, well, we'll we're just going to make her. 24 and it, it still didn't look 24. Look 20, she didn't look 24. She looked rough. I mean, I understand yeah, unflattering hairstyle. Uh, makeup I, was poor. It's like I even understand that. I understand like down downing her a little bit, you know, making her a little bit dowdy. But man, she looked like she, she looked she like looked she'd like been through an abusive relationship and you know, just bad. Uh and, and that's again Diana Ross. I've seen her in other movies, she's a pretty good mm -hmm. actress. Um, not fantastic, but she, I think she's pretty good. The Lady Sings the Blues, she was great in um, against Billy D. Williams. She had some good moments in this. I mean, yeah. she really did. Uh, I, I I will say I've got two major problems with this, um, and then I'll talk about the good as we get right. through this. Um, the fact that this is adapted from a Broadway production, that's fine, mm -hmm. but it felt like it still it felt like, what's that? I just want to find out who would. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm um, sorry. No, but the uh, that it came from a Broadway play, I think is fine, a Broadway musical. Um, but it here's something that's weird to me. There's a couple of standout musical numbers in here. He's uh -huh. on down the road. I like and nobody tell me no no bad news or whatever. Right is right. is a great fucking scene choreographed well. The music, it's energy, and then. Some of the songs felt like they belonged in a different musical, a more classical yeah. and for lack of a better term, a white musical. <laughs> you know, uh, I love the idea of an Afrocentric Oz and right. seeing this and and updating it. And we're doing it in Harlem or whatever. Uh, I liked the graffiti munchkins was really fucking cool. Yeah, that, uh, was cre that was the creepiest scene coming out of the wall. That was just like, yeah. oh, that's like nightmare yeah. shit, man. That, I need to that was creepy. But it was cool, and yeah. I, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that funk, more of that soul, more of that vibe of, right. of that. But then when it would drop into a, your standards, I guess, of musicals, it's like, is this two different movies? I mean, could you not decide which way you wanted to go? I don't know. Right. It just For me, it was very disjointed. It was, 
it was it was rough, man. And God damn it, the flying monkeys and those lips. I just what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> oh, cheetah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, the, I thought the design for the flying monkeys was really cool. Like they sure. were part motors, like they were almost like cyborgs. I couldn't tell whether they were supposed to be part of the machine. That, yeah. They were like just uh, it was I liked the design. Um and again, here's a cool little tidbit that I learned last night. Uh Stan Winston was the guy in charge of all those costuming. That's wow. why it all worked so well. It was early in his career, but it all worked. I, I'm going to say something about the costuming and the makeup I found to be top notch. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's makeup to where his skin actually looked like it might have been a bag was really yeah. well done. That was uh, the Tin Man. Was that Nipsey Russell? Nipsey Russell. I love Nipsey his Russell. makeup was amazing. The lion, even though it looked like a throwback to the lion from the original yeah. Oz. He was great. Every all the makeup was so well done, uh-huh. and it's just wow. Uh, I was impressed with that. The thing for me, the thing that actually kills it, and I know I'm going to probably get hate mail, and that's fine. Hate. Well, mail. at least we'll get some mail then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is the the fact that they used Diana Ross, and I don't, re- I cannot believe I forgot her name. Stephanie Mills is who they should have oh. used. She was the woman. She was she was a young lady at the time. Yeah, she played the part on Broadway for however many years that Dorothy. same thing went on. As a younger Dorothy, she basically they, she should have just walked right into that role. But Universal, another Hollywood idea, instead of like instead of using the Flash on TV, we're going to go get this crazy Flash and use him, the crazy guy, and, and see what time. happens. <laughs> Instead of using <laughs> Stephanie Mills, they got Diana Ross, who was unable to pull it out of the bag. And I honestly think that's what the problem was when it was released at the theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind. You you can't have that kind of a Broadway play hit for five, I think it was five years running. Mm-hmm. Sold out all the time. It shouldn't have failed as a musical adaptation. It happens all the time. We we, we get adaptations, mm-hmm. although I haven't watched the Cats because it looks absolutely crazy. Nobody likes Cats, so I'm not going to watch Cats. When you give the I'm little pet people in that are in costumes buttholes, yeah, not <laughs> we can still go. To- I don't need CGI. Just put just. Honestly, just set a camera at the stage and let me watch the show. I'm yeah. good with that. Why don't they do that? I don't know, but. Anyway, uh, Stephanie Mills was the woman's name for life in the fluid of my head. And she, she should have played the part. She should have been given the part of Dorothy. Um, that's why the original director left. I'm going to go through my notes unless you have some more. And we'll go through uh, quick so we're not here all day. No, and then it's fine. I just I just, just want to want to back ahead. up and reiterate. Um, this was that was the biggest problem for me was mm-hmm. Diana Ross's age. It was I it was a hill yeah. I could not climb, man. I could not get past that. Um yeah, it one. just felt wrong and just didn't work. Michael Jackson, I thought, was phenomenal. What a good scarecrow. It was great. And All I the way down his to his first acting job. I swear to really I swear I to God, was. his nose was the wrapper for a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yes, I said that last night. I was like, that's a Reese's cup. That's what's like, look at that. He's got a Reese's cup on his nose before his nose fell off. And, you know, he went fucking nuts. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. uh, He was, 
He was good. The makeup was great. The performances were good. I, like I said, I said earlier, I love the the scene when she goes to the Wicked Witch of the West to fight her. Mm-hmm. It was resolved a little quickly, but that musical yeah. number I thought was really good. Um, the, the Wicked Witch of the West was played by if I can find the names that I wrote down. <laughs> I can never remember anybody's names. Yeah. Oh, not important. I'm sure it's in my notes somewhere. Glinda was uh, Lena Horn, and yeah, she was. Voice. I'm I'm yeah, sorry. Voice. Her voice is great, but that whole scene was creepy with yeah, the little the whole, floating babies. The people, yeah, the floating babies was just like, ah, are you are you a good witch? No, you're evil. <laughs> you have floating fuck? babies around you. <laughs> but that's honestly, yeah, that's that's my notes on it. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna go through mine real quick, folks. All right, um, because I did. Honestly, if I had a little kid, I would prop them down in front of this and watch it because it's to me, it's good for a kid. I mean, if the, think of the stuff that I don't know if you remember, Banana Splits. They were yeah. on when I was younger. Yeah. Um, okay. I can see why you said that. The Banana Splits, and then you have uh, the the that kid with the me... magic flute. What was that one? The kid with the magic flute. He goes. I'm not sure, but I did like the crows. The crows were awesome. Crows were good. The crows were freaking awesome. This were movie good. made me want to see this play. Yeah. Honestly, it made me want to see Because I want to see play. it done right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it looks like it would be an amazing stage play. It could be. It if could it ever be. roams around anywhere near me, I, I'll probably go try and get some yeah, tickets. Yeah, I can see that. Traveling shows are awesome, folks. If a traveling Broadway play comes near your house, go see it if you can, because they're freaking yeah. amazing. Uh, if you're in Broadway and, you know, whenever they clean up the crime a little bit in New York, go see a play because they're freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first there song. Is, there, I, I'm going go to tack on that since I haven't been to Broadway. I have caught mm-hmm. a lot of local musicals uh, here right. that colleges have done, and they have been phenomenal. The last one I went to was uh, Young Frankenstein, which was no hilarious. Shit. And then before that, I, they did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, which I absolutely love that production. Uh, oh. So. There's some good stuff locally, but I, I I do love musical theater. It's really cool. Yeah, um, it's great. But this, oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I may have said this on one of our podcasts before. I was Snoopy and you're a good man, Charlie Brown, in high school. I see your breath, breath is taken away. We'll just go under our nose. <laughs> I remember that. Fuck you. <laughs> I just remember my boss talking about doing something very similar. (laughs) The the, the look you just gave me was like, fuck you, Dave. (laughs) No, I remember the stories of Snoopy. Uh, Okay, here we go. Did I tell you that already? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, we've known each other for years. Yes, I know. I'm starting to repeat my stories. Just guess what? They're all new to me now because I have (laughs) Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. I'm with you. Her song, CRS. totally out of place. She just starts singing, and I have no idea what she's singing about. They're having a family dinner, and she goes, sits down in the kitchen and starts singing the most fucking depressing song I've ever heard. And I'm like, where is this coming from? They haven't even established any characters yet. No. Nothing. She's just depressed. No. Um, and I always thought that this was in Detroit, but it's supposed to be Harlem. Growing up in Detroit, knowing Diana Ross was one of the Motown singers, right? And I think Nipsey Russell, I think Michael Jackson went through, I think Shoot. some of his music, yeah, Jackson Five <laughs> went through uh Motown. I just assumed 
as a kid that it was Detroit. Nope. Uh, second song is also out of place. There's absolutely, once again, no context for the song. That's what I'm saying. Some of these early songs are like, what the fuck? This doesn't even feel right. I, I like the storm effect, though, when she's running outside. Sure. That looks like she's, that actually looks like she's running in snow. Yeah. That, that actually looked like she was like in a, in a bad snow, windy snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, the snornado, I love that coming down the street. Yeah. snow and tornado. See what, see what I did there, folks? I'm clever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then I found, I was going to write who wrote this, but then I found out Joel Schumacher wrote this. Joel Schumacher. Tell them who Joel Schumacher is, Scott. Go Joel ahead. Schumacher, uh, we have to thank for many productions and many things, but he is most notably known for Batman Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Batman Forever. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. Or was it Batman and Robin? Which one was two. it? He did two of them. He did, did, oh, he did never the mind. Uh, yeah, the two I haven't seen. So I I watched most of one of them. I saw I bits and pieces long it. enough to turn it off. <laughs> the very last one with Iceman or, or with oh, God. Mr. Freeze in it. Yeah. I got five minutes into that movie, ten minutes into that movie. I turned it off. I've never turned it back on again. I've never even tried to rewatch it. It was so terrible. It was so awful. Anyway, we're moving on. I'm I'm still in notes. Um, The crows were awesome, like we said. Yeah. The third song made perfect sense when they're in in the like almost like a skating rink park area. And that's where the uh, the people are coming out of the graffiti. Yeah, the munchkins graffiti. That song makes sense. Mm-hmm. That whole dance scene was awesome. It made sense. I loved some of the choreography in this. It was yeah. the dance numbers were absolutely terrific. Um, the lion when he says his full name, Fleetwood Coupe Deville. I loved it. <laughs> my man. mother had my uh, mother had, had dreams for me or something like that. That, that was, okay, it was great. That right there is the energy I wanted to see through the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, Let's, exactly. We're 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 at the crest of black exploitation films at this point right. in the 70s. Let's roll with it, man. Uh, yeah. embrace yeah. it. And it feels like they were afraid to be black in this movie. <laughs> so, and what's like, really weird is like that crow song with the crows. I looked over at the wife, I was like, I'm surprised this movie's ever shown anymore. I said, I because they're too. basically the crows from Dumbo, which is kind of hard to watch live yeah. action. <laughs> Yeah. But I love the crow, and to me, well, yes. I, I know I know what everybody says. Mm-hmm. You know, they're racist, they're this or that. As a kid growing up, even as an you adult, didn't know that. Watching, I never see that. I just see crows being crows. Yeah, that's how I would always assume a crow would talk if I was talking to a crow. They would be smart ass. They'd be smart. They'd be sneaky. They'd be smarmy. And they'd probably outsmart me a lot, <laughs> especially yeah. if I was a scarecrow. Oh no. <laughs> and that, you know, and that's one of the things that we always caution each other about and have to remind ourselves that we right. cannot look at older productions through 2020 lenses, no. you know, th- this time period. Uh, yeah, but I thought that too. It's like, oh, the crows, is this going to be like the crows in Dumbo? No, not really. Uh, not really. But they no. were, they were very uh, inner city crows. I mean, that's, they, they that's have dialect. They, I mean, I've seen, yeah. I've seen doves. I've seen pigeons and I've seen crows all in New York. 
They are not your average birds. <laughs> they do not give a shit that you think you're on top of the food chain. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like the crows a lot. I like how they manipulated the scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, the and, whole time. and 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 Michael Jackson constantly pulling out newspaper stuffing and reading little yeah. I thought that was cute. I really like that. Yeah. He I I, I read a lot of reviews of this movie uh, when I was af after I watched it right, and just to right. see it's like, are my thoughts the same as other people's right, in right. some cases? Yes. Others not, but there was way, I thought way too much criticism about Michael Jackson um, really? on this. Cause I thought he was, I thought he was great. Um, as far as so, I know, it was like his first acting gig. Yeah. And he was, he was so good. Um, yeah. You take what you will and what you know about what happens with Michael Jackson. I don't care. This is about right, right now. And it's, it's, he's really good in it. Yeah, so. when when he was nine, I think he was nineteen. Yeah, interesting. the The second director, I think it was the second director, was trying to get him to get the part. And of course, Michael Jackson's father, we all know what a loving, dear, oh, caring yeah. father he was, was vehemently against it. He was basically blocking this guy at every move to keep Michael in the Jackson Five because that was his that was his bread and butter. That was his ticket. I had yeah. no talent himself, but boy, he was going to really push these kids somehow the director i think it was the second director got michael jackson and latoya jackson away from the jackson family i don't know how he did it but he put them up in a private hotel and gave them security to keep that man away from them wow that's wow. what i found out last night i want to look more into that just for my own sake that's but the story it sounds like is that was when michael jackson and latoya finally looked around and were like "Fuck, we can Fuck this we we this this is life, this this is what we're missing, kind of thing. Yeah. And they that's when they just Michael Jackson. After that, three major albums come out. Quincy Jones, boom boom boom. Working yeah. with Quincy Jones on all three of his first big albums, amazing. Fucking and amazing. you know, seeing Quincy Jones's name attached to this, I was expecting more. So that was a, probably another. Well, he didn't that. enjoy. Evidently, he didn't he did not enjoy working on this because huh. it wasn't. It wasn't more like the play, like he wanted it to be. Mm. And Quincy is, is a master at what he does. Yeah. So you have a guy like Quincy Jones, even back in 79, because by then he had probably about 20, 20 plus years experience. You let the guy do it. He for knows what reason. works. Look for at whatever look reason the stars he he's created. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't get what he wanted. But him and Michael Jackson formed a good friendship and good bond. Yes. Oh my and God. That's when Michael said, Hey, why don't you come over and do my albums? Boom, boom, boom. Three we know what up. happened after Three that. Biggest <laughs> albums. Uh, well, oh, Mabel King was her name. Was uh, Mabel King. Is that now Mama from What's Happening? Yes. Mama yeah. from What's Happening. Yeah. <laughs> and that costume was really cool that she was wearing. It was. Her face it was all made up. It's like, wow, that's a really. That whole scene, though, I, I tell you what, that, that you know, when we talk about uh, go back to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, it's right. not a movie that I enjoyed per se. However, right. there's some scenes in there that are phenomenal, and I always recommend. Yeah. yeah, this reminded me of of that. This is like, bam! There's the standout scene to me was right. that whole sweatshop, and it's like this is great. And all I could think of is these poor dancers. How many takes did they have, and how much energy did they have afterwards? Because if you watch, the energy oh, is yeah. so intense and there's so much movement as they're at the sewing Crazy. machines and everything it's just like wow and they're all doing the hand and yes it's all and at the jumping same time. at the same time yes I, as we watch movies 
I start looking for people that are out of sync. I know it's stupid. Yes. I know no. it's stupid, <laughs> but I do. And I didn't see anybody that stood out as being out of sync on anything. No. That's amazing. No. That's an amazing great choreographer. Take. I don't know how many yeah. it took them, how many takes it took. Yeah. But they did a great job. The yeah, the fire alarm scene was nice when when it starts raining and they're all standing there and they start taking off their costumes. That like, was cool. Whatever. And then we get we get a nice dance number of everybody in their underwear. Yeah, that was yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, old. I'm old. I'll take it. Uh, Richard Pryor has a, had a couple of really nice moments in this. Yeah. And he I, didn't I have enough. It, I think it takes no, he did not have enough time in this. He plays the whiz, the guy that they're all going to talk to. When they finally find him and he's in a bed, he's covered up and they confront him and he starts freaking out. And, you know, he's having he's basically having a panic attack, yeah. you know, because I, I can't do this. And instead of the wizard, him telling the Tin Man, the lion and the scarecrow what they have, Dorothy winds up doing it. And I thought that was a terrible takeaway for his character to not to not be the one to say that. That's where I think a second, I think this whole thing probably needed a second rewrite, third rewrite, maybe. Um, but with that said, with what Richard Pryor had, it brought a tear to my eye when he was talking to all these. Oh, he worked with what little he, he had. And then he's got a tear and I'm just like, Richard Pryor's crying. Yeah, I'm about ready to start babbling like a little <laughs> girl, you know. Um, but he did a good job. He, he really well, did, folks. If, if for no other reason you watch this movie, go to that scene towards the end where he's doing his his monologue and he's trying to explain to them why he is why he made them go kill the witch and stuff. It's really well done. Yeah, um, and that, that that brings me to one of my biggest complaints about the movie is when they walk in, you see there's just a cot in the middle of the floor. Yeah. it's like did it's like somebody set this up in a, as a high school stage production. There's hardly, and this is almost every set. There is hardly any set. There's hardly yeah. anything there. Um, it doesn't feel alive. It feels very dead. Mm. It's very barren. It's, it's really, things are shot so far away yeah. that it's just, I, I think there's a lot of bad choices in this. Um, and that's, cinematography that, that needed a lot of work in this. It did. Like it did. a lot of work. Um, I mean, that's what they chose to go with. I just think it was poor choices. <laughs> and, and I get the the I get the mechanicalness of it. I get the the industrialized look of it. But like you said, there needed to be more. <laughs> there, there needed to be, yeah. Because when they did it, when they showed you the industrial type um, sets, they worked really well. Yeah. But there wasn't enough of them. They're really they were very small, like the scene with the Tin Man and the circus, little tiny spot. The right. Scarecrow had a little tiny spot, almost like the curtains opened. Here's your stage. Here's your stage. Right. Here's right. And it's like you, you guys do know you're doing a movie, right? Yeah. You could you have build space. this and make it alive. <laughs> the only spot of widescreen. <laughs> yeah. The 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 graffiti, the munchkins at the beginning. There was so many people, it felt kind of alive. And when they finally came into right. the Emerald City, it felt alive. That was that was a stupid long drawn out fucking scene right there now is the colors i thought they were going to go through every color in the goddamn rainbow it's like come on can we move on <laughs> there's a theory about that and this, huh. i found this out last night the theory about I him changing wait. the colors and all everybody changing it was like um following trends and the trendsetters and who calls the the shots and people just following blindly and not thinking for themselves 
And when I heard that, because that scene didn't make any sense. And I'm like, why? Are they, they're just following what he's what? Now it does. When I heard that criticism and somebody said, this is this is what that scene is representing. Like, yeah, people just doing what they're, they're basically being sheep. Go do this. Go do that. Wear green, wear yellow, wear red. And that all made sense when I seen that. I was like, yeah. holy crap. It's so, it's smacking me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It was. I didn't see it. It was the forest through the trees. Sometimes it's so, so out there. You just yeah. don't see it. Uh, real quick, I'll go through the names. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell. I love Nipsey Russell ever since I was a kid. Uh, and Ted Ross as the lion. I now, love Ted in this. I know Ted Ross in other stuff, but I don't I don't know what. I know the name and I can see the guy's face. I'm looking at him going, I know that guy. Couldn't tell you what else he's been in. I grew up with the guy. It's like Nipsey Russell. I asked the old lady last night, I said, what the hell did uh, Nipsey Russell ever do other than be on game shows? And every, every once in a while, I'll show up on Love Boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I, he had to have been like a huge Broadway star. Yeah. Because he was funny. He would always be on the Dean Martin roasts, mm -hmm. all that shit. And he would, boy, when he roasted you, <laughs> you stayed roasted because he did it in rhyme. <laughs> this, <laughs> he did it in a rhyme. <laughs> uh, it was a Broadway play. And I already told you about uh, Diana Ross. Yeah, the lead stabbed Barry Gordy, Gordy in the back. I'm sure that didn't do anything for any relationship they had. Uh, written by Joel Schumacher, Quincy Jones, $24 million. You're right, I don't see it. Especially $24 million in 1976, 75 money. That's a $100 million production today. Where the fuck did it go? I don't see it. I do not see that money in this thing. I really no, don't. It, not some at of all. the production pieces were nice. But it wasn't were, $24 million worth of stuff. It wasn't $24 million nice. Right. Um, take, take, here's just a perfect example. If you take a look behind David right now, he's got all kinds of books, DVDs, everything right there. Yeah. Yeah. I see I see a workshop office that's full of stuff. It's obviously worked in, lived in. If if this was the Wiz production, there would be a single bookcase back there with three books on it, and that would have been it. You're right. You're right. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. They wouldn't have this much stuff in there. No. They just didn't. You got more stuff why. behind you than is in the entire movie. The prop department <laughs> was run out of a, a, a small car. And it was universal. You would have thought universal would have been like, hey, don't worry. Just go to the warehouse and grab whatever you need. I don't know how movies are done on a big screen. I on, on big, big stage sounds. I, I don't know. But it seems to me they have warehouses with clothing in them for costumes. They must have warehouses with shit in them for stuff. I, I guarantee <laughs> on, on an actual studio lot, they do. I've been part of productions that weren't on studio lots right. and they bring, they literally bring in 18 wheelers full of clothes. Yeah. You walk up on there, you're measured, you're fitted. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, everything's there. There's truckloads full of right. props. Everything is there. It's all mobile. Jesus. They were on a lot. There was no excuse to not have something. <laughs> And the, the fact that there was mostly just the three or four of them all at the same time for most of the movie, for big chunks of the movie, yeah. was very, like, I understand, like, okay, this must have been really low budget. Then I found out it was $24 million. And $24 million was not anything to sneeze at back then. It's Especially, not now. I mean, 
<laughs> well, yeah, but if you had $24 million now doing a budget, they'd consider it a medium to small budget. I, isn't that crazy? I'll take 24000 to do my next movie. Imagine what you could do with $10 million. Uh, or five million, or you know, Jesus, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, I, I, uh, I don't need all this money. <laughs> I, I, I can do this without all this. Uh, what else? Did I, oh, Diana Ross. Here's an interesting thing. Diana Ross is the last person in this cast that's still alive. Wow. Damn. Very sad. Um, it only made. It was released in 1978. It only. It's a made flop. 21 million. It didn't even make back its budget. Nope. Um, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Holder Holder. I want to say his name. Jeffrey Holder um, was the director on Broadway. He did the clothes design and he was the choreographer. I think he also directed it. When the Broadway play first started, he he came on. He was doing stuff, and problems happened. He left. They called him back whenever they were failing miserably, and they thought they were going to have to close down the show. Jeffrey Holder is the guy in the James Bond movie. Uh, any every not every which way, but up. That's Queen's way. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, I forget which James Bond movie it is. There's a lot he, of them. He, he's a tall black guy, the bald head. Mm. Remember the he was the guy that did the lime and the coconut commercial for Sprite or for Seven Up. Yeah. Uh, he was also. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize was, that. He was the Punjab in Annie. Huh. That called it, and I, I'd seen this guy my whole life growing up. I had no. I just thought he was an actor. I did not realize that he was also a dancer. He was a damn good dancer on Broadway. And he was a choreographer. He was a director. He was a freaking um, uh, uh, clothes designer. Had no idea about him until I watched something last night about him. I was like, holy crap. He was the Broadway guy. This is the guy that they should have brought over and said, here, you do now you have a movie. <laughs> Because I sit there and think when I found out about all his talents and what he did for the Broadway production, what he could have done for this movie. Yeah, Why on God's green earth doesn't... The, the, Hollywood being stupid and making dumb decisions is nothing new, folks. They've no, it's not. At least the 70s. Since the beginning. <laughs> Since the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of bad choices in here. Yeah. And I, I get look, I get it. I get the studio saying Diana Ross, big fucking name. And if she right. can bring Michael Jackson, we're gonna have some. You can't do it on just names alone. And honestly, yeah. you could have if she'd have been 20 years old playing yeah. a younger, Probably even younger. But she came off as oh my god, dude. I just I didn't buy it at all. No, no that that's the thing that kills this movie the most. As a little little kid. You might not. Oh, know you could buy that. Yeah, you wouldn't but, even yeah, pay you, attention to that. You wouldn't be paying attention. But as as an adult, like I pretend to be now, I watched it and it really, I mean, it strikes. It strikes hard because you're just sitting there looking at that going, no, I'm not buying it. If this movie shaved 45 minutes of it off Easily. down to an hour and a half yeah. movie, um, I think it would be better. Uh, I do feel the songs 
some of the songs are very long and yeah. it's the bad songs that are very long not the yeah. good ones <laughs> they had um for that one green yellow orange light switch thing that yeah. whole dance choreography scene had 600 dancers in it so on the one hand they put 600 people to work to do that and i thought that there's a lot of the budget right that's a big the dancers all the rehearsals all the yeah. all that 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 takes a lot yeah. but they could do it's just i think it was just such a neglect to the sets man yeah i it hurt it's i'd rather just watch it on a stage because it was distracting to have nothing on the fucking set i i did watch one little clip of a stage play i guess it was the live television thing uh -huh. there's a little clip somewhere that i watched of the crows with the scarecrow and the guy playing the scarecrow that they had in the, in the clip was perfect and the yeah. scarecrows caught in the in the crow's costumes they have like these wings that come out they're like they're almost in tuxedos but not really tuxedos oh that's cool kind of like they did in the movie they had a little coat with tails or whatever kick ass costumes these guys are wearing and they're singing and they're dancing and the girl they got playing dorothy age appropriate she's probably 18 19 maybe but you mm -hmm. can believe that this young kid would drop in, you know, young adult, whatever, would drop in and have the problem. But the the sets are like a cartoon version of what you would think cornfields and stuff would look like. That's cool. Like the backdrop and everything. It looked awesome. I'm like, why did there? There's your thing. That's what you needed to do. <laughs> that and that it just suffers. I I I think. Everybody had a grand, grand vision, yeah, but not the talent to pull it off. The only guy who had the talent to pull off what he was doing in this particular section was Stan Winston. Mm. That's just my thought. Um, yeah, and Michael Jackson, of course, and and Nipsey yeah. Russell, and the actors, the other actors, even Diana Ross. Had she been twenty years younger, she'd have been perfect. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I just want to reiterate. I. I think she she was she's a great singer. Mm -hmm. She can act. She can dance. Uh, right. This is just this is a misstep for her and whoever put her in there. And it's just right. it's, doesn't it doesn't work. You you've got the theme of Oz. Now I I have never read Frank Baum's books, and I should uh, because I understand they're they're quite interesting. Uh, but all what I do remember is the original uh, movie. Right. Uh, with Judy Garland mm -hmm. and everything. And the whole theme of Oz and finding the scarecrow without a brain and right. the tin man without a heart, the cowardly lion is a very, um, it's a good lesson. It's something that it, it's very young. It's right. kids would need to know that, hey, you know, you've got this. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. An, upl it's an uplifting story. Right. Told through. I don't know, man. It just, I, I, I went into this. I was telling you, it's like, well, I'm, I'm sure there's at least good music in here because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, uh, we have a black Wizard of Oz. Let's go for it, man. And right. we get a few songs that are reminiscent of the style of music at the time with the funk, great yeah. bass, um, everything. Yeah, and that then, was awesome. That's yes. Like and then, then you end up with uh, a way too white bread songs that didn't make any sense in here. So. Yeah, there was a that few was songs that were just like you said, just out of out just of place. Been there, they just—they never seemed to fit. It's almost like they no. shoehorned them in. Like, well, one of the things I wrote a song. Let's put it in here. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things I noticed when I look back at the other musicals that we've watched. I always go to my favorite, which is Grease. Right. I mean, it's, it's really hard to touch Grease. Yeah. And I'll give you that. It is. It is. Every song has a fucking purpose. Every song right. progresses the story. Here I'm left. How does this tie in? I shouldn't. I shouldn't be questioning. You know. It was the third song before the the song tied into what they were doing. The, the, yeah. the one when, when they munchkins come out and they start yes. singing their stuff. That's getting her motivated to go do the, the thing and, and on the adventure and you have to go. And that's basically what they're telling her. You know, go, follow the old road, blah, blah, blah. All the, a lot of the other songs just don't fit. Ease on down the road fit perfectly. The lion, yeah. awkward, the lion's awkward song, but it worked. But I like he, it. He's, <laughs> yeah, because he's telling you what he is. Yeah. You know, he's, I'm a coward. But I'm the king of the forest kind of thing, you know? I'm the He's king of the forest. Home. My name's Fleetwood Coop DeVille. Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Coop DeVille. I mean, it's just, like, yeah, most of the songs just didn't feel like they fit. You're right. They just, uh, it's almost uh. like Schumacher wrote the songs too, but I know he didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some of them just didn't seem to fit. Yeah. So, I, um, I would like to see the play. The stage yeah, play. I would too. It's awesome. Uh, what what's your final thoughts on the whiz? Yay, nay, watch, no. As a little kid, like if I were to watch this as a little kid now, I'd be like, yeah, I liked it. It was, it was fun. As an adult watching it, knowing that you know you have a thirty three to thirty five year old woman playing a part that should be for a much younger person, and then knowing what she did to get the role, <laughs> it's like, oh, I, it's a oh. You, you probably won't like it, most most people, I'm guessing, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I I will tell you right now, I enjoyed it last night yeah. when I watched or the night before when I watched it. I liked it. I, I found a lot yeah. of good things about it. I know I nitpicked through a lot of little shit, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I will watch this movie again. I don't know when. You know, it's been 40 years since the last time I watched it, so it might be another 40, but I will... I, I enjoyed it. I won't say no. If somebody's yeah. watching it when I walk in, I'll sit my ass down and watch it. Watch it. I will run fast, far away. Uh, <laughs> I, here's, I understand. Here's, I get, I here's my recommendation. I, I I think you can definitely pass on it, but what I would do is I would go on YouTube and I would find the scenes with the Wicked Witch of the West, the uh, Nobody Better Tell Me No Bad News. or Yeah. Nobody, yeah, that is a great yeah, scene. A great Watch Michael Jackson's Scarecrow scene. Watch the Lions. I know the song is goofy, but, man, I yeah. really dug his uh, his performance as the Lion. Yeah. I thought it was really good. He, he had great movement, great style. He had great energy. Right. Um, those are cool. And he's on down the road. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows that Absolutely. song. But, yeah. Um, I think you could weird, you could watch that. The weird thing we were talking about cinematography. And this is real quick, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. He's on down the road. No forward shots. They were. I know everything shot from the back. Instead of having them walk towards the camera, dancing and having a fun and, and smiling, they were watching them walk away towards the Emerald City. There were no forward walking shots, and I thought that's a really odd. bad choice. Yeah. Personal opinion. You folks watch it. Let us know what you think. 
Well, I think that went a lot with so many shots were pulled so far back. They were yeah. such long shots mm-hmm. that they weren't great, but you've got to cut that shit in. You're making yeah. a movie. You're not doing a play. That's why it's like, Sydney. what the fuck were you thinking? I don't know. You know, yeah. um, and, yeah, and like I, I said, I love I love Sydney Lumet's work. Dog Day Afternoon is one of my all time favorite movies. Serpico right. is another great. Well, I'll put Al Pacino in anything and I'm going to watch yeah. it. But I mean, what you going to do? Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but for that, uh, for this movie, go check out some YouTube clips. See if you think you might want to watch it. But I I don't. I know. Fuck no. I'll go watch Xanadu again before I ever watch this. And I like Xanadu too, folks. So yeah, I <laughs> judge, judge I do partially. now. <laughs> Xanadu went up. I I actually enjoy Xanadu now. I was like, that's not so bad. <laughs> seven brothers, seven brothers, Greece. I'm a musical guy. Yeah. I will jump in there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I have no problem. Yeah. I'll watch it again eventually. But you know, I I understand critics and their problems with the movie. Much better oh, yeah. now, especially after I watched it. I'm like, ah, I see what they're talking about. So yeah. But so like- great. Hey, uh, if if you enjoy us again, hit like, hit subscribe, share, uh, tell a friend, tell somebody. Tune in next week because we've got something coming up. Who knows where we're going to go? <laughs> so we will catch you next week and just ease on down the road. <laughs>